right, thank you all for joining us on another episode here of About Fate. Uh, today, I will say it again, today I have a special guest. I'm excited to have him here. Uh, I will say my friend. I call everybody my friend. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I call everybody my friend, but I do believe, you know, we are yeah. you are my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, I'm going to put the great in front of your name, the great the pastor, great. Jonathan Halton. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. I cannot complain. <laughs> um, that's good to hear. I'm so glad you decided to stop by and, mm-hmm. you know, just, I would say, grace us with your presence and <laughs> be a wow. guest on, you know, this podcast. I'm pretty sure that I know by the end of it, it's going to be some great things that are said. Mm-hmm. Um, you're another person that I've been able to watch up mm-hmm. close and from afar. Right. Uh, I've been knowing you since, man, was I was like You've 12, been knowing me a long since, time. Since BC, <laughs> before Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time, man. Absolutely. And it's been it's been wonderful from to observe you just grow into the great man of God that, you know, you have become and yeah. how you've helped so many people and mm-hmm. messages. I still remember uh the watch night message that you preached God's deadline was just such a Oh wow, That's an a ama- long time ago. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh was was just such an amazing message and I just remember like, man, this this the the hand of God is on this man's life just wow. from then and just to see like where you've grown mm-hmm. uh is it's just amazing and as uh you know inspiring for mm-hmm. other young people to see like hey if you really yield yourself to God God will bless your life so yeah. uh it's a it's a honor for you to you know stop by and you know just talk with us a little bit and yeah. I know we have some questions we're going to get into um Absolutely. just on uh, just talk about the things of God and that we're going to talk about, you know, spiritual warfare and how to deal with all those things. But uh, before we get started, do you mind just into those questions, you know, just talking a little bit about who you are, how long you've been saved, your journey um, as a Christian and how God has brought you this far? Wow. I've been, I got saved at a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy thing about it is um, I was thinking about this about... A few days ago, I've been in ministry almost 20 years. Oh, wow. I've been preaching almost 20 years. I remember uh, I preached a message in Youth Congress, Examine Yourself. Mm -hmm. That was in 2004. Time flies. So time flies. (laughs) So, um, but, you know, of course, I'm in ministry. I pastor what I call the most exciting church in Johnson Uh, County, (laughs) Cleveland Full Gospel Holy Temple. But I don't want anybody to get a misunderstanding. I'm not just a pastor. I'm a father. Mm -hmm. I'm a husband. You know, um, I um, manage a complicated business. Mm -hmm. So there's so many facets to who I am. But at the end of the day, I'm just a brother in the Lord. So (laughs) I love it. I love it. And when you first got into ministry, what did you like? Are you sure, God? You sure you're calling me to do this? Yes, I remember. Our Apostle Murray would call me up on a Tuesday night. Yeah, and I was up there talking, feeling like I was just boring the people to death. Yeah. So then the next month he'll call me up again, and it got to the place where I'm like, why does he keep calling me up? You know. <laughs> but you know, he saw something. You know, God had His hand on me, uh-huh. and you know, here we are today. You oh, know, so yeah. wow, <laughs> yeah. I will say you are a exciting preacher. I, mean, I love to hear you preach. You're going to break down the Word of God. Yeah. You're going to take time to make sure that we understand, you know, mm-hmm. the point or the message that God wants us to get. So right. I always love it. And then you'll give us a little holler sometimes <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> a little so, bit. Yeah, a little bit. I love it. So um, as I was thinking about um, this series of just talking about spiritual warfare, I think it's a much, like, it's a topic that needs to really be discussed in this day and time mm-hmm. because, like, I don't you don't hear people talking about how to fight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um I was watching something else and it talks about how uh, you know, in this in this society we live in now, there's a big emphasis on mental health. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they always talk about mental health. And then I remember and I was listening to somebody and they talked and they said that, but at what point do we tell people how to be mentally strong? Mm-hmm. We're putting so much emphasis on being mentally weak, and and right. I feel like some of those are the biggest battles, those spiritual battles that are in your mind, and we are right. we're making people 
weak. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if they get saved, that can carry over because they've been taught to be so weak and it's okay to be weak. And it's fine if you're not weak, but you shouldn't, if you are weak, but you shouldn't want to stay in a weak state. Right. Sometimes you're going to have to try to strengthen yourself, especially on the lower side. If you want to, mm-hmm. you want to go on with God, there's going to be some battles. You're going to have to fight. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to you're gonna, you're gonna have to really <laughs> fight. And you're going to have to know how to fight. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I think this, 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 topic is much needed especially for young adults and mm-hmm. teenagers because they have spiritual teenagers, battles high schoolers mm-hmm. uh-huh. they have spiritual battles and a lot of times i feel like uh, being young you can you can get lost mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i know how to put it but lost in the sauce i guess <laughs> you can get lost they can talk about everybody else you know mm-hmm. the marriage and that's great you do need to but if i'm a teenager that's, that doesn't apply to me so right. how do i know where are my battles at and how can i learn to fight my battles in christ mm-hmm. so uh, I just wanted to bring you on because I know you have so much wisdom to give us, <laughs> so many great things to share, especially like you said, you've got saved as a teenager yeah. and up to and look where God has brought you. So I'm pretty sure you've had your own battles Yes, and you've learned how to fight those battles and, and I'm sure you can strengthen some other young people. So um, one thing I always want to uh, uh, think about is I don't want people to not understand what we're talking about. So when we say spiritual warfare, what would you define that as like spiritual warfare? So when you think about spiritual warfare, you're thinking about a war in the spirit, you Mm -hmm. know, because, you know, we're more than just body. Right. You know, um, we're also spiritual beings. Right. Right. And like the Bible says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, but are pulling down of strong holes. So we have to realize that like John 10 and 10 says, there's a thief that comes to steal, kill and to destroy. Yeah. And if we're going to stop him from doing just that in our lives, then we're going to have to be do like Paul said, fight right. the good fight of faith. Right. So if the enemy's opposing us right. and we're opposing him, that's what creates the warfare in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it does like as soon as you come on the Lord's side, it seems like the devil doesn't wait. Right. He starts no, immediately. No. And it, that's why I've always heard people say Look, it's important to be at a good church. I'll tell you this. There was a time when. You got saved. You probably had like what two good weeks. Yeah, you know to get established. Then <laughs> he ain't waiting no more. Yeah, coming. I mean, you get saved on Sunday, Sunday night. Right. He's coming. <laughs> right, right. You, it, and you and you have to know how to deal with that. You have to. You know what I mean? Uh, you have people who will um, put themselves in a corner. That's mm-hmm. not good. No. You know what I mean? Like and right. just listen to the devil by themselves and. Uh, and it's not good. It's important for us to have these conversations so we can understand like, hey, man, you got tools. You have mm-hmm. a bunch of tools and you need to know how the enemy is coming at you mm-hmm. so you can know how to deal with it. Like no, no trainer is going to send their boxer into the ring yeah. and not tell them like, you know, how to flip the jab. Absolutely. <laughs> like, they're not going to tell how to put the guards up. They're not going to tell them how, like without how to defend themselves and also know how to how to throw some punches too. Because right. you just can't sit there and just... Try not to get hit. Right. You got to throw some punches <laughs> you back, throw too. Some. Yeah. And so, and that's what warfare is. It's not just defense, mm-hmm. but there's some offense, offense that's yes, going to take place as well. And, um, and, and what does the Bible say about Jesus? I guess we can go there. Like, what does the Bible say about, um, or you know what, that's kind of is like, what, why is it important to be ready to fight spiritually? Well, you have to understand that it's not if there's going to be a fight, mm-hmm. there is going to be a fight. And mm-hmm. I love what you said. Is how you fight. Right. You know, you just can't go out there swinging. If you're right. a boxer, you can't go out there windmilling. Right. You're going to get knocked out, <laughs> right. you know. Right, you right. You have to be trained, you know. You have to know how to throw a jab. You have to know how to duck. Well, you know, that's in a natural sense, but even in a spiritual sense, you know, you have to understand the tools that are in your toolbox. And God has given us so many different tools to use. Uh, He's literally given us a roadmap on how to fight the enemy enemy that we're facing. And he's already given us uh, the end result. If we do what he called us to do, he says we're not just conquerors, but what? More. More. More than. Than a conqueror. Right. But at the end of the day, we have to fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. But as you said, we have to know how to fight. Yeah, because there could be a wrong way oh, you yes. could go about it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I can't think of anything. Can you think of anything like maybe a wrong way people go about trying to fight? Yes. I'll tell you this. You know, a lot of times when we think about spiritual warfare, we think about reading our Bible. Mm-hmm. We think about fasting. Right. And we think about praying. Right. Jesus said men ought to always pray. Yeah. And not faint. But what happens when you read your Bible? Right. 
you pray and you fast and you still feel like you're taking a beating. Mm. What do you do? Mm. I think many a times from my own experience, one of the biggest aspects that we miss out of spiritual warfare is something that we really hold a high regard in our church. And that is we can't do life alone. Yes, sir. You yes, can't sir. do life alone. Yes, sir. At the end of the day, you need somebody. The Bible says uh, in the book of John that if we confess our sins, mm-hmm. he's just and faithful to cleanse us of our own righteousness. But then James says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. Mm. There are some people that are saved. You're saved. Right. You're shouting. You're speaking in tongues. Right. But you're not healed. Right. That's why. You have people that are speaking in tongues, but feel like it's them against the world. Mm. They're paranoid. Right. Feel like everybody's against them. They're safe. Right. But they still have wounds that are open. And as long as those wounds are open, then you'll literally hemorrhage to death. Mm. But like James said, when you confess, you, and here's the thing, you don't want to put all your business out there to everybody. Right. Right. But you want to find that one person that I tell so many people that you can be hot with yeah hot honest open and transparent i like that <laughs> that you can be hot with that you can say hey you know what this is me yeah so many times we like to show the ideal us and when i say the ideal us that's the us that we want everybody to think that mm. we are yeah you know when you go pick out your social media picture yeah we pick our best picture right and we filter that picture right but what about the real us mm-hmm. who knows the real you the one that, you know, like you said, you know, engages in spiritual warfare, that sometimes you feel like you're not enough, that, you know, you have mental struggles, you know, you have spiritual, spiritual struggles. Who is that person that you can go to? Right. You have to have that one person. Sadly, you know, when we talk about transparency, it really gets a bad connotation because people are doing it the wrong way. They want to get on social media. Right. And put all their business. Right. Right. You know, that's not the right way to do it. But if you find that person or those people that you can just really be you with and confess your faults. And when I say fault, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean a sin per se. Right. But, you know, you just may have a bad understanding. Right. You know, you just may be feeling a certain way. Right. You know, a lot of times we used to people say, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah. All the time you don't feel that way. Yeah, that's right. You that's know, right. but if you just have that person that's not going to say, you just have my prayers, but you have my presence, then I think that really helps that healing. Yeah. And we can engage spiritual warfare from a more healthy perspective. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And we've all, I mean, we've all been to those places and those points in our life where we like, you know, like, like you know, what's the saying? Like, God gives his uh, strongest soldiers his mm-hmm. the strongest battle. And you'd be like, mm-hmm. God, I, I, I don't know who you mistook me for. <laughs> like, 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 I, don't, I don't, I didn't ask for this one. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So we've all been there. We've all felt that, like, you mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you sure? I think you think I'm stronger than what I am. Yes. And so it, it's important to have people around you that can be like, you know, that can help you. Like you can get through it. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? That, that can reassure you that God will bring you out because mm-hmm. God does put those people in your life that right. you can. And you have to, I'm going to say, like you said, you have to, you can't confide in everybody. Can't do it. But if that's where prayer and seeking God, he'll lead you or he'll put those quality people in your life mm-hmm. that you can confide in mm-hmm. so y'all can go through. Uh, uh, that'll help you by fight those battles together. Right, they right. can't necessarily fight them for you, mm-hmm. but they'll fight them with you. They'll fight them with you. They'll yeah. pray. And here's the thing, just being able to verbalize it mm-hmm. and just being able to talk about it. Yeah. It does so much because here's the thing, not only am I talking about it, but by me talking about it, then if they're really spiritual and if they're really your brother and sister, they can hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. They can look at you and tell, oh, you're not having a good day. Yeah. You know, because so many of us are, you know, there's I'm seeing now that so many people are fighting things and I think they've always fought it. Mm -hmm. But now it's just coming to the surface. Right. People are coming to church, shouting, speaking in tongue and fighting depression. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, as you we were talking about earlier, mental health. Right. Things like that. And they don't want to say anything about it. Right. Uh, you remember in the Bible when Jesus cast the devil out of that little boy. Yeah. The disciples couldn't cast it out. Right. And the Bible says he had what was called a dumb spirit. Doesn't right. mean that there was anything intellectually wrong with him, right. but he couldn't speak. Right. Can you imagine that? Right. He was tormented and couldn't talk about it. Man. He was fighting. Right. Couldn't talk about it. The devil was beating him down. 
and he couldn't say nothing. How many people in the church are in that same position? Wow. They're being tormented, but can't talk about it. Yeah. They're fighting, but I can't talk about mm-hmm. it because if I tell somebody about it, there's the fear that they're going to look at me crazy. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'll seem like an outcast. So what I do is I'll keep it to myself. Right. And a lot of times you can literally spiritually implode that way. That's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. So dangerous to keep it to yourself. Yes. So dangerous. Yeah. Uh, because basically it's it's just you, you're fighting that. You're not even fighting that battle with the Holy Ghost probably at mm-hmm. that time when you're keeping it to right, yourself like right. that. It's just you trying to fight it on your own against the devil. Yeah. And, and we won't win those battles. Absolutely. You won't win it that way. Absolutely. At all. I mean, so you have to know how to... Um, I guess what's the what's the proper way then to engage, you know, when I when I find myself in in these battles, I find myself uh, dealing because a lot of times the Bible talks about how we have strongholds and mm-hmm. we have to pull those things down, pull them down. You know what I mean? In that in that situation, that's a stronghold. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it, it is rough. So how do I get myself engaged mm-hmm. and up for fighting spiritually? Because some people, uh, I mean, you know, you got people that came from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and some people were passive mm-hmm. before Christ right. and you can't be passive in dealing with the must enemy. be assertive. You can't be passive yeah. and try to deal with the enemy mm-hmm. at all. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And Jesus gave us a great blueprint, which mm-hmm. I think we can try to talk about a little bit later, but right. how do I engage uh, properly in spiritual warfare? So when you talk about strongholds, um, strongholds are nothing um, more than a pattern of thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, of course, what you put in, that's what's going to come out. Right. So like we just said earlier, those things such as reading your Bible, not just reading a scripture a day to keep the devil away, yeah. <laughs> but literally reading for information uh, that you may get revelation, which will bring forth transformation. Yeah. It really takes time to really just dig into that. Yeah. Because while you're ingesting the word of God from a prayerful uh, perspective, your mind is literally changing. You know, the Bible says, Paul said, be not uh, conformed to this world. Right. Uh, but but be ye transformed by right. the renewing of your mind. The right. word of God has a way of renewing your mind. That's why it's so important to make that something that you do every day. Right. Read your Bible, you know, also pray, you know, and not just pray, but pray right. Right. Paul said it like this, cast your cares upon him. Yeah. But he cares for you. A lot of times we wake up in the morning and we're so burdened down. I mean, let's just be honest. We got a busy life. Right. We got work. Right. We got church. Mm-hmm. We got ministry. We got so many things. So if you're a teenager, you yeah. got school. You tests. got school. You got <laughs> tests. And you still you got, got chores. Kids. And let me just say this. And, I, you know, you brought up a very valid point. You know, teenagers are dealing with stuff that we don't even acknowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, um, me and a brother, uh, went out with some of the high schoolers at our church. And I think if we were to listen to what these kids have to go through, it would literally blow your mind. It's so, we're so quick to say, I've been here before. Right. But some of the things they're dealing with, CJ, we went to school together. Yeah. We never dealt with that. Right, right, right. (laughs) You know, we didn't have social media. Right. You know, of course, kids walking by each other, um, airdropping, pornographic pictures we didn't have to deal with anything like that so these kids are dealing with a lot so when you're talking about spiritual warfare when you wake up in the morning you have so many thoughts that are coming so many responsibilities that's why it's important that the first person you talk to is the lord and take that time to cast those cares on him don't wait to the end of the day cast those cares on him in the morning yeah i was gonna say so so many times when we like people um we talk about praying and casting. How, how how do you go about actually casting and giving God, you know, your all in in prayer? Because sometimes what um, I feel like people are cast, but they bring it back, you know, like a like a rod, That's right? Exactly. What you know happens. what I mean? Uh-huh. And so they don't fully release it to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just cast it and they bring it back like a fishing pole. <laughs> you know what I mean? They bringing it right back to themselves. So how do I cast and release yeah. as opposed to just casting? And bringing it back. The most important thing, cast means to throw. Right. And like you said, sometimes we throw it and we watch it. And we're like, God, there it is. God, I cast it on you. Yeah. God, it's right there. Yeah. God, you need to do something about it. Yeah. Okay, God, if you don't want to do nothing, I'll take it right back. Right. Many times we get caught up in that pattern. Right. 
But when we really trust God Mm -hmm. and understand our own limitations, then it makes it easier to put it in his hands and keep it there. And what I mean by trusting God and understanding our limitations is some of the things that we're burning about, what can we do about it anyway? Right. What can we do about it? Right. You know, when it comes to health issues, we can't heal ourselves. Right. You know, financial situations, many of us are doing the best that we can. Right. So the only thing that we can do is leave it in the hands of God and stressing about it is really just going to be counterproductive to our own mental health. Right. But when we understand the word of God and who God is, what did he say? He said, I once was young. Now I'm old. Right. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken, right. nor his seed begging bread. Then it makes us easier to put it in his hands and keep it there. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, you say like, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. He's always, in other words, he always comes through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what yes. you have to realize. Like who, when you start, you said who God is, who God yes. is, is a person that you can count on. He always comes through. And that's here's his resume. Thing, that's why I'm here right now. Yeah. And that's why you're here right now. Because everything we had to deal with, we came out. Right. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yeah. But the Lord will deliver them out of them all. Yeah. If he didn't, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> his track record is 100%. That's it. That's <laughs> like, it. <laughs> all wins, no losses. So That's I love it. it. Um, and so, um, like you said, like we talked about, like engaging in spiritual warfare, it, it requires us to pray and read our word and not just read a scripture a day, but really get into it and dig into it and and study. And I think that's the word of God is um, very vital. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And not just reading random scriptures. Right. Right. Because right. so many people will just read a random scripture, but the Bible gives us all things that pertain to our life. Right. We don't just have to like, you know what I mean? What Like if I'm going through something in the beginning, God created, it may mm-hmm. help me if the Holy ghost led me to read that. Yes. It may be for my situation, but I believe that there's a scripture that's for your specific situation. And how do you go about, you know, during those times, like trying to find something that I can really stand on, you know, when you're fighting those battles? Because the Bible talks about the word of God being the sword yeah. of the spirit. And that's where prayer, you know, you want, you don't want to just read your Bible. Right. You want to be prayerful. Right. Because if you're not prayerful, when it comes to Bible study, mm-hmm. it will be called what's, what I call form over function, mm-hmm. which means I'm just reading it. Right. I read Psalms 23 just to read it. Yeah. But I know after every message that I preach, mm-hmm. I ask the congregation before I call the altar talk, call, what did the Holy Spirit say to you through this message? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time. Yeah. And I think that'd be vitally important when you read the Bible. Right. What is the Holy Spirit saying to me through what I just read? Right. And then you have to just kind of step back, go up 30,000 feet and analyze what God is really saying to you. Right. That's why it's not just, you know, Bible study, but it's prayer. And it's not just prayer, but it's meditation, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Apostle Murray used to teach us, you know, when you pray, bring a pen and paper, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. write down what you feel like the Lord is saying to you. Right. Write down your petitions before the Lord, write down what you feel like, you know, you're getting or you're extracting from this particular scripture. And when you hold yourself accountable to those type of disciplines, you'll recognize the voice of God a yeah. whole lot better. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how you just said when you recognize, like when you hold yourself accountable to those disciplines, that mm-hmm. that's a whole nother thing because yeah. uh, in battle, it requires discipline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It does. It does. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see, that's the, like what, I mean, I've never been in the army, but when I watch videos, it seems like that's the first thing they try to do is teach them discipline. Yeah. You know, we we get up at a certain time, we mm-hmm. exercise together, right. we we're gonna eat good, we're gonna do what we we're gonna eat right. We're not going to waste time. There's going to be discipline time. When you see a boxer, they don't they don't do training cap from their house. They mm-hmm. go away. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> we're true. gonna wake up at a certain time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. going to train at this time. I'm going mm-hmm. to eat right again because I need to be. I'm going to discipline myself for the battle mm-hmm. that I'm about to face. Mm-hmm. So discipline is so important. So important. When engaging in spiritual warfare, because mm-hmm. I can't be trying to put, trying to fight the devil and mm-hmm. then putting everything yes. in me. And I'm going to tell you this, another component that a lot of us don't look at, uh, you know, reading your Bible, praying, you know, community with the believers, having that brother or sister that you can confess, you know, whatever with, you know, just how you're feeling, you know, fasting. But there's one other one um, 
that I really want to bring out, and I'm going to bring it out by way of a testimony. Hmm. I remember one, uh, there was a time I was feeling, you know, you go through those spiritual trials, right, right, you know. Right, right. Uh, sometimes you come to church and you don't feel anything. Right. Right, right, right. You're like, what is going on? You're praying. There's times I pray and I feel like, you know, uh, Jesus is two feet away from me. Right. 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 But then sometimes you're praying like, is, does he even hear me? Right. 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 And you're going through that and you're just praying and you're like, what's going on? What do I do? Okay. This is what I do. I'll go on a fast. You feel a little bit better, but guess what? You're right back there again. And I remember I was going through that and I was like, Lord, what's going on? And I remember one night, I got a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, it's like I just felt the Shekinah glory. Mm. And I realized the problem wasn't that I did anything. The problem wasn't that there was something wrong with me. I just need to get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's it. And a lot of times we discount how spiritual rest really is. Right. It's so spiritual that it's actually in the Ten Commandments. Yeah. You know, we get, yeah, remember the Sabbath. What is the Sabbath? It's a day rest, of what? Rest. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold on, give me a second. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we can be going and going and going, especially, you know, um, in a pastoral position. You could just be going and going and going and going. And you have to realize that just like a gas tank, you have tanks. Mm-hmm. You have an emotional tank. Mm-hmm. You have a spiritual tank. Right. You have a psychological tank. Right. And you have a physical tank. Right. And there are so many people that are driving on empty on all three. Yeah. You can't give nothing if nothing's in the tank. Absolutely. You have to pull over. Yeah. And you have to replenish yourself. Yeah. That's why, you know, I talk to a lot of ministers and I say, okay, you preach, right? You do this. But what do you do for fun? Yeah. What do you do to replenish yourself? Yeah. You know, well, I go to IHOP. Okay. What else? Yeah. <laughs> what else? What do you do for fun? Yeah. And believe it or not, CJ, most people can't tell me. Yeah. They can't tell me. So you mean it's just work, work, work. Every now and then you have to pull aside. Right. And replenish yourself. That's why. I don't know if you uh, noticed this or not, but we can be going and going and going and working, spending time with family, doing all this. Then we pull aside and go to the men's retreat. Yeah. Stay there three days. Yeah. And then come back to Saturday night service. Yeah. What happens? It'd be the spirit of the Lord takes over. Yeah. You would think that we spent all three days praying and fasting. Yeah. No, but we were replenishing ourselves. Yeah. So when we get back, we have this freedom. Yeah. And I think that is a vitally important thing when it comes to spiritual warfare. Right. Because you can't fight when you're tired. Right. You can't. Mm -hmm. You can't. You see it. You see it. I mean, that's what. Um, I guess we can, I mean, I keep with the box. I like boxing. So I keep with the uh, theme of that. Like, you know, you'll see him. They're like, oh, his leg is a go. So he, he can't throw those punches good anymore because he, he doesn't have the leg. And he can't take the punches as good because all because he's tired. Yeah, You know what I mean? So that, that does make a lot of sense. If, you, if you're not getting rest, you're not replenishing yourself. Right. It's just, I mean, even they try, they try to give him a break, give him a breather. Yes. Hey, we're going to. We're going to break it up in rounds so you can get a breather. Absolutely. Because you can't just go. You just can't go 12 rounds straight yeah. with no break. <laughs> no break. Yeah. You have to take some time and, and rest. Yeah. Um, I will say we we are, we did talk about, uh, you know, bringing down strongholds, engaging in uh, warfare. And uh, we kind of brought in like some, some teens. But uh, the Bible always gives us our, I love the Bible because we always have an example mm-hmm. of how we should do things. Right. So, what examples did Jesus give us on how to properly engage in warfare? So, when you think about Jesus, you think about, you know, the Word of God, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning was a Word, and mm-hmm. the Word was God, and the Word was with God, right. and the Word was made flesh, and the Word dwelt among us, right? Right, right. He was literally the living Word. Right. You know, uh, we talk about prayer. There are times Jesus pulled aside and prayed. And prayed. Right. We talk about rest. Third time, <laughs> Jesus rested. Right. We talk about community. Even when he went to go pray, he brought he some, took his inner his circle. Decide, his inner circle. <laughs> so Jesus literally gave us the blueprint on how to engage in spiritual warfare. Mm. So Christ left us an example. So all we have to do is follow what he said. And if it worked for him, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
It'll work for us too. Right. Praying, reading your Bible, fasting, resting. And when I say rest, that doesn't mean just stay in the bed all day. <laughs> see, see, you know, some people think that, you know, just pulling aside and rest is just staying in bed. No, do something that you like to do. Yeah. You know, go play a you know, go to the park, you know, yeah. walk in the mall or, right. you know, go to the range or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is that replenishes that you, you, you know, yeah. when you look at, you know, the word recreation, um, the prefix is read a suffix is uh, creation. Right. In other words, recreate, you know, yeah. you're recreating that energy, that right. spiritual energy, that right. natural energy, right. you know, finding something that you like to do and just not doing life alone. Right. Not doing like having that person in your life to hold you accountable. Right. Having that person in your life to be that second set of eyes. Yeah. I think putting all those together, such as Jesus did, then at the end of the day, you can't help but to be victorious. That's right. What are some of the like strategies? Because, you know, Satan's going to come. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things he tries to come at us with? Because I think it's better. Well, he's just like, what's the Bible talking about? Like he's, he's not going to have us to be ignorant mm-hmm. of the devil's devices. Right. So he wants us to know. Hey, this is what this is what he's good at, mm-hmm. and this is what he's coming with. Right. I'm going to prepare you. So, what are some of those things that you know from maybe as a teen I need to look out for? Maybe as a young adult now, mm-hmm. because sometimes it change. Well, I feel like underlying. I have a a theory that it's all going to fall into three categories mm-hmm. <laughs> based yeah. off the Bible. But I mean, as you get older, sometimes those things change, and as you grow in God, right. sometimes he come, it comes in different. So, what are some of those? Um, what are some of Satan's strategies and how I used to know, like, hey, yeah, this is spiritual warfare. Because sometimes something people are claiming is spiritual warfare, you're like, nah, yeah. that's just life. Yeah, that's just life. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, what are some some things that you can look at and go like, yeah, this is the devil. Now, some things are life. Yeah. You know, my car stops. Yeah. That's life. You're right. You know, things happen. Right. But many a times it's the after event where spiritual warfare comes. Right. My car stopped. It's life. That thought that everything is going wrong. Your life is just terrible. Right. You're such a failure. Right. Now that's spiritual warfare. Right. So the main thing, the first place the enemy really tries to attack you is your mind. Right. He tries to plant seeds of negativity. And one of the ways that he tries to do that is to try to make you feel like you're a failure. You know, you're not measuring up. And then all of a sudden he'll start getting you to try to compare yourself to other things and other people. And what I found out a lot of times, he doesn't necessarily try to get you to compare yourself to other people. Uh, He'll try to get you to compare yourself to what you may feel like was a stronger version of you Mm. and make you feel like you're falling short. So first of all, you have to understand that this thing is a mind thing. Mm -hmm. And that's the first place the enemy is going to attack well, how do I counteract that? Yeah. The way that I counteract that is again, pray. So prayer is it. So pray. we, we, we're starting to see like the, the common thing, how, mm-hmm. how, how prayer is such an important yeah. thing. And I feel like people have, man, uh, I've forgotten how to pray. And that's the, that's the thing. We've um, added a lot to prayer. So, so, to speak. so what, <laughs> so what is prayer not? Because, you don't hear prayer talked about. That's one of those things. I tried to look back over my life and I was like, man, like, where is, like, like sometimes we just assume people know yeah. how to pray. Here's the thing. You go to church and people assume, like, oh, well, they, church, you know, that's you pray like how you see them. Oh, but that ain't the same prayer when I'm getting in my um, in my closet to, to talk to God, right? That's not the same on my knees. It's, First of all, it's understanding that God hears you, mm-hmm. you know, and understanding that God not only hears you, but he knows you. You know, and there's a lot of times we try to do some things that aren't necessarily necessary to try to impress God during prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Elaborate. (laughs) Am I I asking too much to ask you? No, sir. Um, (laughs) You know, I've heard people for years, you know. God woke me up at four o'clock in the morning. And this, you know, yeah, and yeah. they tell you, you know, get when God wakes you up at four o'clock, get down on your knees. Even if you go to sleep, it's just the fact that you got down on your knees. Well, God doesn't really get any glory about you falling asleep on your knees. Right. You're right. Gonna get back up in the bed. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. You know, like if you don't pray by 
eight o'clock, then the gates of heaven is shut up, yeah, you know? Yeah. But if you're getting down on your knees talking foolish, you know, there's yeah. no value in that, right? Right, right, right. You know, so just understanding who you are, right. like me, you know, four o'clock may not be the best time for me to pray. Yeah. You know, because it may not be productive. Right. But I may need to shower. Right. I may need to wake up. Right. So when I talk to God, I'm talking coherently. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And right. I'm able to hear him. Right. When he speaks back to me. Right. But if I'm just trying to get down on my knees to fight to be religious, that doesn't hold any value. That you know. Yeah. So first of all, we have to really get back to the purity of prayer. Ooh, I like it. God doesn't call us to pray so we can brag about how long we pray. Yes, sir. (laughs) He doesn't call us to pray so we can brag about what time we got up. Right. He called us to pray so we can have fellowship with him. And even when I pray, I can talk to God just like I'm talking to you. I don't have to talk in King James Version. Right. Thou. Thou thus said. I don't have to do that. You know, (laughs) I can say, God, I'm frustrated. Right. I'm frustrating. Uh, God, you know, my mind is heavy right now. I can talk to him just like I talk to you right now. And guess what? He hears me. You know, I don't have to impress him. The Bible talks about trying to impress God or trying to think that God hears you through vain repetition. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I remember there was different ones and it used to just really get me. I would be talking to him, you know, and, you know, hey, how's it going? They'll be all good. You know, this, that, the other, you know, we're just talking normal. And then all of a sudden, you know, we'll pray. And then all of a sudden, everything would change. Spirit of the living God. I'm like, well, you know, God is not hard of hearing. You right, know? right, right, <laughs> right, right. Day, right. You, you don't have to do all of that. Right. At the end of the day, they used to sing a song that said, whisper his name. Yeah. I don't have to yell. I don't have to. I don't have to talk in King James Version. I don't have to just chant Jesus 50 times. Right. I can whisper his name he because I, I have a fellowship with him. Right. And if I can just whisper, he'll hear me every time. Yes, so sir. I think when we take all of that other stuff out of prayer, it becomes more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it becomes more realistic yes. to me. Uh, um, is there a, cause now I'm excited about prayer, you know, that's some <laughs> of our, that's our weapons, right? And so it's teaching people, I feel like they, they, they can learn how to fight back. And so, um, there is a listening portion of prayer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't want to rush God, right. right? You know what I mean? Cause some people are like, you know, they mm-hmm. want to get down, put God on a time limit. Mm-hmm. Hey, God, <laughs> God, you got three minutes. Three I'm minutes. There. You know what I mean? I got to get back to whatever I was doing. And I and I get that. And so, and I do get because with all the hustle and bustle of life, finding that time where I can set aside like, hey, God, this is me and, me and you time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we'll make time for everybody else. Right. And everything else. We make time for our favorite to binge watch our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. You look up and now it's like you've watched 10 episodes because it's so convenient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, right. You're like, man, I've been watching TV for five hours. Yeah. Like, you know, what I mean? you got people that do that. I know, I know people that are like, that's, they live to binge watch right. and that's right. all they do. Right. <laughs> so, um, and so what, you know what I mean? Like, so it's also like not rushing God in prayer. I feel like right. you don't want to rush God in prayer don't make God feel like you rush we've all been there where you're trying to have a conversation with somebody or you're mm-hmm. trying to do something important you know and the person's rushing you and it just makes you more frustrated mm-hmm. <laughs> you know absolutely, what I mean it's like, yeah. I'm trying to get an understanding there and, mm-hmm. and like and they're just rushing you and, mm-hmm. and and so that I can see like I don't think maybe God would get frustrated with us but it is it doesn't make you feel loved right. or cared about like, like, you know what I mean? God can be like, you don't really care because you're rushing through this. Right. You know what I mean? So we don't want to have our time. Like, I'm just, like you said, just doing it out of, I guess, tradition or just, yeah. I know I'm supposed to do this. So I'm just doing it to check, to check a box. Check it off, right? I'm going to get on my knees, check a box. Yeah. I'm going to read this scripture, check, check a box. box yeah. That's not spiritually fighting. That's not preparing myself to spiritually fight. It's not the purpose. Like, I know one of the things, the mindset that I have when it comes to prayer. Mm-hmm. So... If you want to go to the doctor, what's the first thing you do? Make an appointment. If you want to go to the dentist, what's the first thing you do? Make an appointment. So if we hold a high regard for for a doctor or dentist, so much so that we literally schedule an appointment, that undisturbed time, then how much more the creator of the universe? That's true. So I have an appointment that I have with God Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. that's undisturbed. Right. You know, after a while, especially when you have a family, you know, 
they understand this culture till they know this is not the time that, you know, I disturb. Right. This is not the time that I bother. Right. This is the time, you know, that I spend with God. And what I do is I'm a writer. You know, so I bring my, you know, tablet in there when I feel like God is saying something to me. Right. I'm writing it down yeah. when I'm talking to God. Sometimes I'll write it down and I'll write down what I feel like he's saying about it. Right. So it's that allocated time that you're spending to talk to your creator. And like you said, you don't want to rush God. Right. And then there's another thing that I've seen, too. People try to stretch things out. Mm unnecessarily guys finish absolutely for example <laughs> like um i'm gonna pray an hour yeah well what if god is done in 25 minutes so what are you and we looking at the clock trying to stretch it out an hour just so i can say i prayed an hour i'll be honest you know? I've, been, I've been there i've been there i'll be honest you know what i mean i've been there and it's because you feel you hear you you fall in the trap and again you hear people saying you hear people oh I, I prayed this so you feel like well what's wrong with me because I haven't never prayed that long if we have a conversation and you know the conversation really concludes after fifteen minutes how would you feel if I just start just you know just sitting here randomly trying to because we got to make that hour yeah you know yeah. at the end of the day it becomes awkward it becomes weird right you know? it does we wouldn't do that to each other so why would we do that to god yeah. the most important thing they used to say it's not the length but it's the strength yeah i'm not saying you know just pray 30 seconds a day right but you want to have fellowship with him yeah and we don't want to put so many barriers on it that i have to pray an hour Right. Or I have to do this, right. or I have to do that. Yeah, because, because you take the fellowship out. Because he 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 moves. Because there's a conversation like you know what I mean. I may have a conversation like, man, this is good. We've been talking for two yes, hours. And you're yeah. like, man, where'd the time go? <laughs> and there's other times where you talk for it's still good, and it was only a ten minute conversation. Right. And you're like, man. And mm -hmm. so, like you said, if I'm having that fellowship with God, like mm -hmm. God doesn't, He doesn't need. Uh, two hours to tell you what you need. Yeah, that's times where I'm like, like you said, where you're just like, man, God, I'm trying to get this breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Like, I need you to speak, and yeah. it may not be. And sometimes that's God wanting to see how bad do you want it because he talks right. about, you know, if you draw closer to me. And sometimes drawing closer, mm -hmm. that's a part to me of warfare. Like, hey, how right. bad do you want it? Right. You know what I mean? A train, like, I have to push myself right. past my own limits. You right. know what I mean? My uh, own limits. You know, because you have people that, like you said, you have to get past that just... Or just doing it out of routine. Mm -hmm. And sometimes God wants to see, yeah. are you willing to go that extra mile? So he yeah. may let you stay down there for two hours. Absolutely. Sometimes <laughs> he will. And I'm going to tell you this, you know, and a lot of times, like I said, it's that need to feel like that we have to measure up to what somebody else is doing right. too. You know, um, some people say, hey, you know what? I prayed four hours. I've heard this before. Uh, yeah. I prayed four hours last night. If you pray four hours a day, there's a couple of things I can guarantee. You don't have a job. <laughs> you know, you're not married. <laughs> if you can pray four to five hours uh, a day, yeah. you know, but God knows, God knows you have responsibilities, right. but even though God knows you have responsibility, it doesn't mean, you know, that we ought to rush him. Right. And then we, you know, at the end of the day, God knows that you have to pay, you know, your bills. Right. So he doesn't ask for a hundred percent. Right. But he asked for 10. Yeah. You know, so I he like knows that, yeah. at the end of the day, we have responsibilities, but that's not an excuse not to give him anything. Yeah. And I was literally thinking about that. You just brought up the 10 percent because mm -hmm. I was listening to another preacher preach and he was talking about giving and it was it was so good. Mm -hmm. But he also talked about how we can give more than just our money. Mm -hmm. God wants our time. Yeah. He wants our time. He said you can. Uh, he's like he don't just want your treasure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, but you can give God your time. Yeah. You can give God your talent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and so he talked about. And I thought about that. I was like, man, what would happen if you set aside and like God, I'm going to give you ten percent of my time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I'm going like that. Like you said, he's not asking for a hundred, but. He asked for 10% of your treasure. Mm -hmm. What if I applied that to other areas? It's all about keeping him first. Right. Keeping right. him first. Yeah. Who, what did he say in Malachi? He said, you know, if I if you give me less than the first, give it to your governor. Right. I'm a great king. Right. I deserve the best. Right. You know, and when we say, hey, you know what? I'm going to honor you first, not just with my tithe, but with my time. You know, I'm going to honor your first with my devotion. Right. You know, at the end of the day, seek ye first the right. kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. The rest will be added. I know that's a that's a whole different <laughs> conversation you can get into because yeah. I mean that's that's a that's a that's a that's you making ensuring your life will be blessed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, Absolutely, that's a whole one thousand percent. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot more, but I did want to talk about um, the armor of God. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Ephesians mm -hmm. talks about how God gives us 
armor mm-hmm. and what that armor is. I just wanted to see if you could go a little bit into the armor of God so we can fight spiritually. I know it's going to hit back on some yeah. of the same things, so the word of God and things like that, but um, the armor of God and how it's important to our spiritual warfare. It's vitally important when you talk about the helmet of salvation, you know, uh, the feet uh, uh, shot with the preparation of the gospel, the sword of the spirit, you know, it encompasses pretty much the things that we've already talked about, right? you know, but there's another part that I don't think that many of us really deal with, you know, um, Paul also says praying always in the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and we can go to Corinthians and talk and we can find out what he means by praying in the spirit, which Mm -hmm. is praying in our prayer language, you know, praying in those tongues. Right. You know, a lot of people fight that. Right. But he said he that speaks not edifies himself. Mm -hmm. And CJ, I've been saved, what, a while? You've been saved a while. Mm -hmm. Even though we've been saved this long, I guarantee that if somebody asks us, is there an area in our life that we need to be edified? Both of our hands go up. Right, right. So, you know, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit, edifying ourselves. If we don't do that, we haven't taken on the whole armor of God. Right. And if we haven't taken on the whole armor of God, we can't stand against the wiles of the enemy. Yes, sir. Period. (laughs) And it's so, because he's coming. I mean, like we talked about, he's coming. He's coming no matter, like, your age, um, where you are in you know, who you are, you know what I mean? He's coming, he's coming, and it's always important for us to have some type of battle plan. Mm-hmm. I heard, uh, I, I took that from uh, Sister Brianna. Yeah. She talked about when she was, she was on here, and she talked about how when she started dealing with her trials, how she created a battle plan mm-hmm. to fight back. And I thought that was so, like, just, you know, that's that's, that's what you need to do. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to let it beat me up like you talked about. I'm not going to go into a corner. I'm not going to just let this no. take over me because I will, you know, implode. Right. But I'm going to create a fight plan. Gotta this is what I'm going to do. You got to be able to have that person that you can go to. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and I'm going to say this for the sake of the listeners, you know, there's going to be people that's going to come to us, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's easy to say, I'm praying for you. Mm. But people don't just want your prayers. They want your presence. Right. And that doesn't mean preach them a sermon when they come to you. Right. Sometimes you just need to say, I'm here. Yeah. I'm listening to I'm you. I'm listening. Kid it out. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, preach to you a chapter out of the Bible. But I'm here. I'm going to insert where I'm needed. But at the end of the day, I just want you to know that I'm here for you. Right. You know, I got you covered. Right. You know, and that means so much to know that I'm not fighting by myself. Right. And when you realize that you're not in this thing by yourself, it brings that much more strength to you. Right. One can chase a thousand. Right. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Right. So that's why it's so important. You know, that's why, you know, I love, you know, I think it's awesome having virtual church. You right. know, uh, especially during the pandemic. Right. But nothing beats yeah, coming, coming together. together right. You know, that's why the Bible says forsake not the assembly of yourself. Even much more as the evil day approach. And right. These are the last days. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's more than just uh, hearing the music. Right. It's more than just hearing a good message. We have to experience the community of the believers right. and understand at the end of the day, no matter what you're facing, we're not fighting this fight alone yeah i love it i love it this has been a great conversation i'm so appreciative that you come by we've learned you know don't fight by yourself no you can't fight by yourself don't go into that corner and try to fight by yourself we learned how to pray mm-hmm. you know what i mean that that's a vital weapon mm-hmm. you know what i mean rest i learned something new rest <laughs> i'm telling rest. you you have to you, have you know to. what i mean because yeah because you can't fight tired you know what i mean you can't, you can't fight. fight tired and i'm gonna tell you this man um being a pastor and preaching you know you're always gonna have people you know every uh invitation is not a door mm. every invitation is not a door just because they say hey can you pre-? that doesn't mean a door right you know um Sometimes, you know, if you're, I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going here, you know, oh, you're preaching and you're doing this thing, but what, what are you doing for you? Right. You know, how are you replenishing yourself? You know, how are you pouring into your family? Right. You know, at the end of the day, I say it all the time. Guess what? Um, They can get another preacher. 
Right. But John, John, and Chrissy can't get another daddy. Right. I need to take care of myself. Right. You know. So I think that's a big deal when it comes to rest and replenishment. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it. That reading the word, studying it right. Right. Like studying, yeah. studying the right. Not just like you said, scripture a day to keep the devil away. Because he, he don't care about you reading the scripture a day. He's still no, coming. He knows the, he knows the word. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's still coming. And you have to be able to uh, know the word because when you look at Jesus, when he came to Jesus, he's going to use scripture. Absolutely. And try to twist it. So you need to be able to know so you can fight back. Right. So, you know, again, my boxer analogy. I've given him like a bunch of boxes. <laughs> so you can slip those punches yeah. and throw back the right punch. You know and what you I mean? You have to be teachable. Yeah. You have to be teachable. That's, right. that's what they say was wrong with Deontay Wilder. He wasn't teachable. Right. You know? Yeah. Sometimes. And you, what happened? You, he got knocked out. Right. So. And it, yeah, you have to learn. Yeah. You can't, you can't be like that. You have to be able to, like you said, teachable. Yeah. So I can learn. How to fight back? To fight, you know what yeah. I mean. And 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 sometimes you know, pastors have to. I get it. Pastors and sometimes they have to give you that tough love mm-hmm. because they don't want you to be weak. Absolutely. You know. What I mean? Again, go back to the beginning. Yeah. So many times, people in this day and time, they try to they're trying to make people weak. Mm-hmm. But at what point do we try to make people strong right. so they can learn how to fight their battles? Because if not, mm-hmm. then. I mean, people that come after us, we don't know when the Lord's going to come. It looks like he's going to come back tomorrow, but we don't know when he's going to come. And we want to be able to have the next people. We don't want to create uh, weak Christians. And that's what strength is. Strength is not um, getting you to depend on me. Right. Strength is me showing you that you have a toolbox with tools. And how to use them. how to use them. That's what strength is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love it. I feel like they they've learned a lot today on how to <laughs> use their toolbox. Is there anything you want to leave though with the people before we get out of here? Anything you want to say? Uh, anything on your heart? Absolutely. Like I said, you know, enjoy this opportunity. Uh-huh. You know, like I said, I'm so proud of you and what Appreciate you're doing. It. You know, anybody that's listening, you know, listen to these podcasts because this is how we get stronger. You right. know, this is community. You right. know, we're learning from each other. I right. may not be able to talk personally to everybody here, but, you know, just learning, you know, these different strategies right. and learning uh, these different methods really strengthens each other iron sharpeneth iron and at the end of the day um, so many people say it but we really got to take this to heart we do it better when we do it together i love it (laughs) yes sir i appreciate you stopping by and i'm going to go ahead and stop it and roll the outro this has been another episode of the about faith podcast with me your host tj hardcore i want to thank you for tuning in man this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.